All right, my friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am Paulette Reese-Denis. I am your tribal hostess, your movement motivator, and your passion instigator. As you know, if you've been following me for any time, I get really excited about sharing people who are making great change in the world, who are moving forward and diving into their passions and bringing good to the world. And so today I get to invite beautiful Stephanie Moram here from Montreal, right? Uh, to be with us. And so um, good girl gone green. I just, yep. I love that title. I think that's awesome. So, hey, Stephanie, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on for you? Um, so I started the whole Good Girl Gone Green 10 years ago. So I was, my daughter was about three months old. I had a friend who started a blog and she said, you have a lot of info about, you know, your passion, green living you should start a blog. And I had zero interest at the time, but I ended up just jumping in. I had no interest because I didn't see myself as a writer. And I thought you had to be a writer to be a blogger. And that's like really not the case at all. Um, so I jumped in and I just started educating people on living green. So my whole passion is to teach and educate busy moms, busy women, how they can live a little more green without being overwhelmed because it's overwhelming. There's so many things out there. So my mission is really that, to teach and educate busy moms on how to live more green without being overwhelmed. Because awesome. I started from A to Z, right? Like I was completely new to this space of the whole green living movement. And I made, you know, I wanted to take people along that journey with me. So that's how I got started into this whole thing. Awesome. So tell me, I, I, I would assume that most of us know what that means, but what does being green mean to you? Oh, it's like a loaded question. <laughs> I, I feel like it's such a broad question, right? Because yeah, there's yeah. Living and then there's like all these multifacets to it, right? You know, mm -hmm. there's people that are more passionate about like protecting the environment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. okay. activists out there, you know, and I, I, I see myself more as an activist, but it could just mean so many things. It, you know, it could be about the clothing that you wear, you know, that you want to make sure that the clothing you wear is keeps the environment in mind and is ethical. Mm. It could be about certain products that you buy, you know, um, everyday products, right? Um, where does it come from? Um, or is it sustainably made? Then it could mm. be food. Like, where is your food coming from? Mm. Um, organic doesn't necessarily mean better, but is it organic? Is it local? Um, is it fresh? Uh, is it grass fed? If it's meat, is it this? Is it that? How is the animal treated? And then you have this whole other area of toxins, you know, toxins affect us and the environment. Mm, so yeah. if we're putting products on our body that have harmful chemicals to us that goes into our water that goes into the ground and then ends up back in our food. It's like this circle. So I just feel green living is just like this broad topic with mm. like little bits and pieces to it. You know, like there's the zero waste movement. There's the, you know, there's all the little movements within them. And for me, I'm interested in all of it. Um, not everybody is as passionate about all of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where I kind of come in. Like I want to show busy women that 
you don't have to do all the things. You can just choose what you want to do. You know, if where your food comes is extremely important, then focus on that. And that's where you put your energy and your food. And maybe where your clothing come from comes from is not as important right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's not where your focus is. So I feel like it's just like a really big, broad umbrella with lots of little pieces under it. <laughs> it's huge. It's really yeah. quite huge. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, all the power to you for this. Um, I can see where, you know, people would want to do a little bit of this or a little bit of that or a little bit of that, but how one thing can lead to another can lead to another. And information is the necessity. Because we're not told so much of this stuff. No. And how I got on this, like began this journey was legit. I was, we lived in the United States for about four years. Uh I was working in the United States. I remember we were sitting in Augusta, Georgia on the couch. I recycled, you know, everyone recycles. Mm -hmm. It was just, I recycled. Oh, they don't though. They don't. (laughs) (laughs) Most people should recycle. But the the other thing is people might not recycle, but a lot of states, a lot of provinces, a lot of cities don't recycle. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's right. Um, So I recycled. That was me doing well. I would buy products that were biodegradable. But that was it. I didn't know a lot about it. And I remember sitting, we were living in Augusta, Georgia, sitting on the couch. We wanted to watch a documentary. And for whatever reason, Food Inc. came up. If you haven't watched Food Inc. Love it. It's an old documentary, but it's just, it's eye-opening, right? So I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, I'm never eating meat again. Done. Finished. I'm crying. Um, And I said to my husband, I'm like, I'm not eating this way anymore. Like this, like, this is not okay with me. I went vegan for like five minutes. I am vegan now, but at the time it was like, I think it was just a knee jerk reaction. Like I'm not eating meat anymore. Uh And so I started researching and I said to my husband, like, we're going to start buying organic milk and we're going to start buying this. And he's like, but why? So he kept asking me why. And I said, I don't know. They tell me it's better. (laughs) And he said to me, he's like, if you want, us to spend more money on food, then you need to have answers. Like why organic milk? What makes organic milk better? So that really got my brain to start moving. Mm, And then I started questioning because he would always question like, well, why grass fed? Like, why can't we just buy like regular meat if we're eating meat? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to ask the butcher next time I go to the store. (laughs) And I did. And I would go and I'd ask all the questions. I'd go to the local farmer's market. So it was just this kind of shift of asking questions because like you said it's just such a big topic so I got started because of watching fooding that is how I got started and once you go awesome. down the rabbit hole Paulette like you start with food and then all of a sudden you're like own a farm and you live off the grid and like you have no neighbors right <laughs> that's where like, it ends up being at some point so yeah so like that's totally how I got started was that exact moment I love it. I love it. And I mean, we all have those points. I can remember, you know, I've been vegetarian on and off for a couple of years and then 20 something years ago. Well, we don't even need to know why, because it's gross, but I became vegetarian again and now vegan and love it. And, you know, it's not a hundred percent because sometimes it's the way of the world that you just have to get through and get by. But, um, 
there's so many things that touch me and your question is the why. And I think that's the things that most of us don't know. We don't see behind the scenes. Right. You know, or choose not to see. Oh, exactly. Or choose not to see. Yeah. And that's, I think that's most of it right there. But uh, we've become so used to, well, and as far as, as uh, animal products and, and eating meat goes, I'm, I'm, you know, I can get a little bit crazy about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially just because we had Thanksgiving, but <laughs> I don't know if you are a Thanksgiving person because you live in Canada now, but, um, you know, it's just, oh, okay. I'm not going there. So but I'm just going to say, like, I think it's, it's the why question. And then you get to make that informed decision after. So yeah. if you watch food Inc and you're just like, that's cool, whatever. I'm going to keep going. At least you saw the movie, you got some information from farmers and you made that decision going, it doesn't bother me. Right. And I think that's the thing. So many people walk around blind, like, oh, the planet's going to be fine. This is going to be right. fine. It doesn't matter how many water bottles I buy. It's going to be fine. And they're blind. Whereas let like, if you knew how many water bottles people disposed of or this or that, and then you continue to use them, that's your choice. But I just feel like not enough people ask the why. Mm-hmm. Like, why is grass fed better? Why is plastic not good? Why should we reduce our waste? Why should we get chemicals out of our products, harmful chemicals? Why should we care about where our clothing comes from? Like, like legit know where our clothing comes from. It's the fashion industry is like a whole topic that I could talk about. Oh, oh my God. And you know, just- I, I just saw uh, another interview uh, with Aaron Prokovich. Yeah. Um, and you guys, you know, of course, there was the big movie with Julia Roberts about Aaron, Aaron Brockovich and her water mm-hmm. uh, uh, campaigns. And great. she did a really great interview with Rich Rawl. Do you know who he is? No, I don't. Oh, oh you got to totally check out his podcast. He's a vegan. Um, well, he does all, beautiful, beautiful podcasts these days, but he uh, became a vegan sports a marathon Ironman dude and he interviews these great people but he interviewed Aaron Brockovich and she was going on about the water again right continuing I mean she's continued her research and her her um campaigning for it it's like oh my god seriously it's the things we don't know yeah like people think oh it's out of the tap so it's safe like there's chlorine in our water and there's chlorine in our water because it kills viruses or bacteria. Okay. Again, don't quote me all the scientists that are listening (laughs) stuff. And that's why it's in our water. I'm not, I don't have a scientist background. So I'm just going to like preface with that, but it kills, I believe viruses and bacteria or one of the other, let's just say. And that's why it's in our water because when it comes to municipal water, that's how they kill it. Right. So we can drink it, but then we're drinking chlorine. among a million other exactly so again it's asking those questions like why is there fluoride in our water like why like why is there so many water filter companies out there and why are so many people wanting to filter their water and I just asking why doesn't mean that you have to change your habits necessarily it's just again making that informed decision and being exactly that you made 
Yeah. And you know, I mean, I mean, that is such a big overall question about everything. And in fact, as a, as a coach, you know, I'm always asking my clients, why do you want to do that? Why do you want change? Why? It's why. And, you know, I feel like a two-year-old and I'm going, why, why, <laughs> why? <laughs> but, but that is, it's so, you know, we, we've come into this place of, of complacency of, just going along with the status quo or what people are telling us or how it moves easy, easy without information, without knowing. Yeah. And I think when people start asking why that's when the shift definitely yeah. happens. Yeah. So good. So good. So I want to know how, so how is this a business for you? Um, it's a business for me on different levels. Okay. <laughs> so I started this whole thing doing affiliate marketing, right? So Hey, you want to buy a toothbrush? This is where I buy my toothbrush. And, they, and I made money uh -huh, uh -huh. and I loved it. And I still obviously do. And I didn't, I'm a social worker by trade. So I was on maternity leave with my second and uh -huh. I didn't want to go back. Like I took my year maternity leave with my daughter, took some more time off, came back to Canada to live, like to move back home. And then I was going to go back to work. And then I found out I was pregnant. Worked for a little while as my, my social worker job. Then I'm like, wow, I live such a life where I'm researching and asking questions. And I love helping people that my social work job is not going to be conducive to me actually wanting to live my life the way I want to live it. Like okay. it's not going to work out. Sure. And so I needed to find a way to be able to be more present with my kids, be more present with like my projects and do all these things. But I also had to make money, right? So I um, would make some money with my affiliates and, and stuff like that. And then I had a friend actually reach out to me um, with essential oils. And she's like, do you want to try essential oils? And I said, sure, I'll try essential oils. And then she said, you keep telling me that you want to make more income to be able to stay home. So I got into network marketing. So uh -huh. how I first started really making my money was in network marketing. That is what has been able to allow me to grow my good girl gone green brand because I don't make nearly as much money with that as I do in network marketing. And it's so, just, so if, I, if I might interrupt. So for those of you who aren't sure what she means, it's, it's also called multi-level marketing MLMs. Um, and, and I just wanted to put that out there. So, yeah, so basically I just, I, I sell essential oils if we're going to look at it that way. And I educate people on oils and it's just allowed me to make a large income and still be able to grow my good girl gone green. So I'm in the process now um, to really rev up my good girl gone green side and make more money that way versus my income just coming from network marketing. Um, so I'm going to be creating a challenge in the new year, a five day, a free five day challenge. Um, I'm going to be creating um, a green living course for people to nice. kind of walk through the process of, of yeah. like, you know, plastic free and like zero waste and food and all that kind of stuff that they can kind of go through at their own pace and learn like, where do you get products um, that are more sustainable um, and stuff like that and, and how to live more low waste mm -hmm. um, and less consumerism and all that kind of stuff. So that's all my coming in the new year. So I'm super excited about it because this is my passion. Like I love green living. I love network marketing. I love it. I love talking business. I love helping people grow their business, but like my true passion is green living. 
-hmm. And I remember um, when my daughter was three months old, we came back for the holidays. So she's 10 now. So we came back from the holidays and I'm sitting in our condo at the time and we're watching the documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car? I don't know if you've oh, ever Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good documentary. <laughs> Not super relevant now, but back 10 years ago, it was, I was like, what the? Right. Seriously? They killed the electric car for, for money. Like, I got so revved up and I was like, wow, like the technology, you know, back then was there. And it just kind of like brought this fire in me. And I remember sitting there saying, you know, Stephanie, if you don't do something like anything, like not even, I wasn't even thinking about starting a blog yet. That wasn't even on my radar, but just the thought of like activism and saying, oh, maybe I could get plastic bags banned or maybe I could do this. Mm. If in 10 years, in 10 years, I'm going to kick myself if I don't do something. And it's been 10 years. My daughter just turned 10. And I always think of that moment sitting on my couch going, wow, like, I know this is so cliche, but the time's going to pass no matter what you're doing, right? Like, <laughs> it's true. And had I not watched that movie, like everything kind of led to one thing, right? And I mm -hmm. watched that movie and that was just my, one of my defining moments of, I love the planet. I love all of the resources. I want to protect it. And if I don't do something now, in 10 years, I'm going to kick myself going, wow, imagine I would have done something. So I, oh, I, I think that's so beautiful and so relevant because sometimes we fall into the, oh, it's not going to make a difference if I do something. It needs to be more than that. It's like, no, it doesn't. You know, you, you can make a difference. You can make a change. And I think it's also people get caught up in like in the exact same thing, like, oh, that one person. And I re it's a quote I saw somewhere and I don't know the exact quote, but it's about the low waste movement, right? And it's not about you know, 10 people living perfectly zero waste, it's hundreds and thousands of people mm -hmm. kind of living waste, like living yeah. low waste. You know what I mean? It's having all these people attempting to reduce their waste. Mm -hmm. That's going to have a bigger impact than 10 people living perfectly. If it's, you can't even live perfectly waste-free, but attempt like almost living waste-free completely, uh -huh. you know? Uh -huh. So it's, you know, it's that whole mosquito thing, you know? The mosquito thing. Well, I mean, the, the quote of the mosquito, what is the mosquito? Um, if you don't think you can make an impact, you've never been in bed with a mosquito. Like if you think you're too small to make an impact, you've never been in bed with a mosquito, right? A mosquito is so small and it's the most annoying thing ever when you're in, when it's buzzing. <laughs> so if you think- I've never heard that analogy. Okay. I can't remember who that quote is from, but it's, if you think you're too small to make a difference or you think you're too small to make an impact, you've never been in bed with a mosquito. And it's true, like we all can make an impact. And Absolutely. you know, when I get a message from somebody or even a friend that says, hey, Stephanie, we were out at the blah, blah, blah. And I almost took a straw, but I thought of you and the turtles, like, <laughs> you know, or I bought a plastic, I bought a reusable straw or I brought my mug because, you know, I remember you always talking, you always have your mug with you or, oh, my reusable bags are always in the car. And I take it for granted that like everybody has a reusable mug and water bottle and reusable shopping bags, uh -huh. but uh -huh. apparently <laughs> it's not the norm always. And no, definitely not. For me, it is. It's like, you don't have a reusable shopping bag, but 
And so me always having my reusable shopping bag and going through the motions of having it, I'm somehow maybe impacting somebody and I don't even know it, you know? So it's the small changes. You don't have to completely revamp your lifestyle and be like, I'm throwing everything out of my house. I'm only buying organic clothing. I'm only washing my body with bars of soap. I'm not buying anything in packaging. I'm um, having no plastic in my life. Like that's, you don't have to go that extreme if you don't want to. If you want to, then take the steps necessarily, necessary so you're not overwhelmed. And it's the small things, the grocery bag, the water bottles, the straws, and just paying attention to what you buy. Yeah. And again, it's so much about awareness. You know, bigger cities, for the most part, it's easier because there is more information. Right. But I travel a lot and I go to small places and it's like, there's nothing, you know, about recycling or bags or and it's like, oh my God, you know, but it's got to start somewhere. So it's got to trickle down. That's- well, there's, I, when I, when I was able to travel, um, I would go to certain airports and they would have composting in the airports. Yeah. Not that anyone composted correctly, but they were there. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta learn. (laughs) Um, Like, I think bigger cities are probably implementing more things um, than like, say, smaller cities. Like we have, I live in a small city outside of Montreal, like 20 minutes north of Montreal. And they just added um, home composting about a year and a half ago. I love it. Whereas... If you went to Toronto, which is six hours from here, from Montreal, Uh Uh I used to live in Ontario. I lived in Ontario for a year and that was like at least 15 years ago when I was in university and they've been composting in, in home composting, like side pickup, like the city picking up composting for that long. And Montreal finally jumps on the bandwagon 10 years later. So I think it just depends on the city. It depends on, I think it's harder on so much, Mm -hmm. but I don't think we have to wait for a city or a corporation to make a change. We can start that change. Right. And start questioning things and start shifting our life and making changes that, you know, in, in, in turn could impact somebody else that will impact somebody else. You know, that will impact somebody else. Always. So what, well, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions in here. A, um, because you are fighting against people's awareness and um, government awareness and logistics, what's been the hardest for you to move forward with your ideas for this? Like, do you mean? In- like as, as a business for yourself? Um, I think it's, I think that not as many people, I mean, there's a lot of people aware. I think it's the education and people wanting to invest in this knowledge Uh versus assuming that I can just Google it on the internet or Stephanie will give it to me for free. And this is where I struggled as a business owner myself going, well, people are going to pay, you know, a thousand dollars, you know, $2,000 for a course on how they can make money. Right. So I'm going to invest in a coach. That's going to help me with my mindset. That's going to help me with my funnels. That's going to help me with my web design. Like this is all in turn going to make me money. Right. Or I'm going to invest in a $2,000 program. That's going to help me how to make a membership for my business. 
Uh So I personally have been struggling with, well, I'm not teaching people how to make money. Right. Uh Right. So that's where I've been struggling. And I think it's making awareness that like this knowledge, this knowledge that I have is not free. (laughs) Like it's, I've spent a lot of money learning and educating and researching like my personal time, where is the best, you know, uh, luggage like hours to find the luggage that is up to my standards of what I would want to buy as a green you know right a greenie I guess I don't know um so as a green I, <laughs> I think my biggest obstacle as like a business woman is is getting that message out and being confident that people want to pay for this. Uh You know what I mean? Like Uh you don't have to set up a course or do a challenge and they make money at the end. Uh Like, I think that's been my, like from my standpoint as a businesswoman. And now I'm just like, you know what? I have the knowledge, I have the following and people that want the knowledge will pay for it. And those that don't, then that's okay. And they'll maybe get it the next round. Um, I can't control that. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest difference I find in business that, I think it's changing slowly, but yeah, I think, I you know, and again, as a coach, I find that, and predominantly because I work with women, um, that it's hard for them to invest in themselves, um, invest mm-hmm. in knowledge. And I think self-education is the way that the world is going right now, especially with the pandemic and lots of online learning resources, which is incredible. Uh, but it's that, it's just that awareness of, educating yourself and not settling, right? Not settling. And I think we, we, and I'm going to say we women, and of course I think men do it too, but um, (laughs) we do settle or we're told certain things exactly. uh, instead of, well, it goes, always goes back to the question of why always, always, but um, instead of thinking about, you know, instead of mass consumption and consumerism, uh, is to like, why do I want that thing? And where does that thing come from? You know, because it's so easy, right? It's so easy now to shop and to shop online. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. (laughs) Amazon trucks every day. Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) Um, and so allowing yourself the opportunity for self-education and investing, right? investing in your own education, investing in supporting other people as well, other artists, creatives, educators, um, and that that's a good thing, right? And I think you hit it with the whole, it's almost like self-care, right? Like, yeah. like if I'm going to invest $2,000 in this program or this I need to be able to have made that money back. Like it's been almost programmed like, okay, I'm going to invest the $2,000, but guess what? I'm going to make that money back instead of I'm investing that $2,000 or a thousand or 500. And I'm going to learn about meditation, how to meditate. And I'm going to spend $300 because that's going to make me a better person. Mm-hmm. And I think the shift is happening now, like you said. So women, I think it's, you know, I don't know. I, I really think it's more women that might feel that way. You know, like for me as a mom, um, I want to find time for myself. So that's in the morning before I start my day for work, kids are on the bus and my time is in the morning. I don't, I don't open my computer really, unless I have a deadline. 
but I just sit on the couch and I'll scroll on Instagram because it brings me joy. I go for a walk for two hours because I want to move my body and I work uh-huh. out. Um, but I feel like it's almost hard as women and even harder for parents because they're like, well, if I'm sitting on the couch for an hour, I could be doing something. I could be doing laundry. I could be doing this. I could be doing this instead. I could be doing this. I could be doing, I can be making the kids muffins and going, no, I'm taking this hour for myself because I need it. I need to refuel. So, you know, back to what you said, I think this shift is happening where people are investing more in that self-care, that knowledge-based versus I'm going to drop money over here for my business. And it's, it's almost like it's easier for people sometimes to drop the money in their business versus on themselves. Mm, Oh, that's a really good point. I feel like sometimes it is like, for me, it is. Like, oh, of course, $2,000. Oh, cool. That's going to help me grow my business. Ooh, $1,000 to be a better human. Mm. <laughs> like, and, and it's not making fun. It's, I think it's almost, we were wired a little bit, you know? Well, if I drop that $2,000 and I create X, Y, Z with it, mm-hmm. I'm going to get that money back, that investment. But they forget that that $1,000 that they invested is reinvested back in themselves. Exactly. Oh, that's, that's such a great topic because I see that so <laughs> often. And that's the thing that most people have the hardest time with is taking that time for themselves, that self-care, that self-compassion, that self-love. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you don't love yourself, how can you bring yourself to the world and do the work you're supposed to be doing or you want to be doing, right? right. I mean, it's, it's such a cliche, but it's so true. And um, I think people are learning that. I think, especially during this COVID time when people have been isolated and it's like, oh, what do I do now? Exactly. I'm stuck by myself. Well, you can wallow in self-pity. And watch Netflix. And and sometimes that's an okay thing. But, (laughs) but, you know, to um, invest in your own expansion and your own self-growth and curiosity. I mean, curiosity is a really big word for me. It's like that ever expanding curiosity of life around you. And that goes into, you know, exactly the work that you're doing. You know, what is these things that I do? What does this cause? What does this create? Right. Am I creating a ton of waste? Am I creating good for the world? Am I digging a hole? You know, I mean, this is a beautiful planet. I can't, every day I want to live in awe. You know, and I do, I live in a magical place and it's gorgeous. And I, every day I'm so thankful to be living here because I'm conscious and I'm aware. I'm aware of the food I eat. Right. You know, and it's such a beautiful thing. And self-education is about expansion and about growth. And, and learning about all of that is such a beautiful thing. It is. But you got to give back. You got to take care right? You got to right. take care of this planet. I mean, we've seen already what this pandemic has done. Right. You know? And, you know, and, you know, people will spend money on like Netflix and entertainment and all that fun stuff, which is totally okay. Like I watch Netflix, like <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur and I don't hustle 24 hours. I actually, yeah. like, thank you for that. <laughs> well, it's, there's just this whole thing of like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's go, go, go. And I'm like, no, I did that for a while and it wasn't bringing me joy. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. And I'm here to tell y'all don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Me joy. 
watching Grey's Anatomy or Law and Order or all those like. Oh my God, Law and Order. Bring me I'm, to I'm totally binging on Grimm again. Did you ever watch Grimm? <laughs> so good. Oh my God. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's times for that and that's entertaining and it, and it can be educating and it's also a form of self care and self relaxation. Right. And so, so, so it's kind of getting at people invest in like Netflix and movies and like, Oh, I'm going to go to a movie. I'm going to go to a restaurant. And that is an investment, you know, to a certain extent in them, if they want to go get a coffee and that, you know, is it, you know, they want to sit in a coffee shop for an hour. Cause that's like their downtime mm-hmm. it costs $5. And then, you know, now there's a higher ticket price sometimes to like, oh, I'm going to do a cooking course or I'm going to do a green living course. But like you said, I really think it's shifting and people are being more aware of, I think they're more conscious of their money, but are also, wow, I want to learn how to cook now. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. learn how to X, Y, and Z. So I think it is shifting. I definitely do. Good. So good. And I love to hear that you are, I, that was one of my questions for you, because I'm always asking people, what do they do for self-care? And you kind of answered that you spend some time in the morning and you know what um, you walk for two hours, you got to move. I'm all about movement um, and taking that time for yourself. So you can feed your kids. You know? Right. And I didn't before like COVID was like, I don't remember what happened during that, like during our six months when the kids was, were home with me alone, my husband was working. He owned, he runs his own company as well. So he was MIA and that was just his season that he was in. Like he had to be in that season at that point. So I had to step away from my business. It took me a while to accept it, but I did it. And I realized during that time is I can't do all the things. I don't want to do all the things. Right. I'm digging a hole in the ground I'm going to fall in it soon you know what I mean there was just so much going on and that's when I was like you know what when the kids leave at eight o'clock I'm not sitting at my computer from eight to four like I don't want to do that anymore um I just I don't want to it, mm-hmm. it's not what I want to do and if I make less money because of it then that's just the way it's going to be so that's when I kind of said when I wake up in the morning we get the kids on I get the kids on the bus and it's go for a walk an hour two hour walk and it's done for the day I can work it when I get home And then sometimes I just sit on the couch and do nothing, (laughs) like read a book and just, you know, some people call it meditation, whatever they want to call it. Sometimes just lie on, like sit on the couch and just, just sit, you know, sometimes I just scroll through, sometimes I work, Um, but I just needed that time for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also hired somebody to help me. (laughs) Well, and there, and there's that, you know, it's always asking for help is another thing. Like. I think it's important. Like I hired somebody full time in my house to do stuff that was not necessarily bringing me joy or that I didn't want to do. So, and I was in a position that I could bring someone into my head full time. And so that's been super helpful. So for my self care, I really feel like it's, I'm happier. I feel better. You know, Uh I don't have to rush and do the dishes when the kids are like done breakfast. She does it when she gets here. She cleans the house for me daily, like keeping everything tidy. And then when the kids are here, I'm not being pulled in two directions with both mm-hmm. of them yelling in my ear. Mm-hmm. He's here too. So I can concentrate on like talk to one kid and she's talking to another kid and my husband gets home later. So it's just, it's been a change and asking for help, I think is hard. And it's, it took me a long time. And I was like, I didn't really want someone in my house full time. 
but I realized now that she's been here for two months that it's like the best thing that I ever did. I love that. I actually just hired a house cleaner myself and you know, it's, it's uh, liberating. It gives me time to work on the things that are more important to me and my business, my self-care and also my income. Right. You know, and people are so afraid to do that, but sometimes it's like you invest to invest. Mm-hmm. And it can be the best thing that you ever do. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Right. And I had a a mentor of mine say, if you can outsource or you can find someone to do a job where you pay them less than your hourly pay would be, then you need them to do it. So if you think, you know, if you get paid $80 an hour, $100 an hour, if that's what it works out, you know, when you get paid at the end of the month or whatever value you put Mm -hmm. on what you do, Mm -hmm. And you can pay someone, you know, $20 or $25 an hour or $15, whatever it is that you can afford to clean your house or to, you know, do your dishes or to help with your, you know, she helps the kids or to, you know, take your car to get gas in it, to go do your groceries for you, to go to the dry cleaner for you. And that gives you time to like sit in your thoughts or to work or to watch Netflix or to play on your phone, or to spend time <laughs> with your kids, then it's worth it for me. It's oh, totally. Worth it yeah. I have over 35 hours because I'm not running to the grocery store every five minutes. We bought a new house in September and it's bigger than our condo. So I did, it would take me hour, like four hours to clean this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to no. do that. No. And, and that's just one side of it. I mean, and then there's the side of uh, hiring a VA for your business. Right. Exactly. You know, a virtual assistant or an in-house assistant or whatever mm-hmm. to help do some of those things in your business so that you can expand and do the stuff that you are the best at that will also bring you income. Right. And share, you know, share the love, share what your, your message is, what you're trying to get out there. Um, and that's so great. Uh, so I have another question for you before we wind this up. So for those people who, for those of you out there in heart hustle land who <laughs> are wanting to make some changes in your, uh, daily activities, your food or your clothing or your composting or whatever. So Stephanie, what would you suggest for people if they just want to get started? For me, like the number one thing, the number, number one thing is toxins in your house. (laughs) Like that's like, for me, the number one thing, because that's what we can control is in our home, is our environment. So for me, and I say like toxins, I mean like harmful toxins, harmful chemicals. Um, And for me, the number one is like artificial fragrance. It's in everything. And you might not think it's affecting your behaviors, but it probably is to some extent. Um, fragrance, you know, you could Google it, but fragrance, um, companies don't have to tell you what their fragrance is. It's proprietary. It's a chemical crap storm. You know what I mean? Like it's not, Oh my God. It's like, you don't know what it is. So for me, I personally, if someone's like, I don't even like, I recycle and compost kind of not really, what should be the first thing I do go, what I would do is that. That would be the okay. first thing, I love is it. get those chemicals out, like change your cleaning products. So it could be cleaning products. It could be personal uh, care, skincare products, right? Perfumes. 
perfumes. Um, it could be if you have kids, whatever they use, you know, like if you have a baby, it's, you know, using cleaner products on your baby, cleaner products on your kids, bubble bath, shampoo, conditioner, all those things. I just feel for me, it's like that number, like get the toxins out, get the plugins, get the crappy dryer sheets, get the crappy laundry detergent out of your house. Mm-hmm. DIY it if you can, if you want oh, and to. It's so easy. I mean, you can DIY it or you can buy it. Vinegar and lemon. I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. You can clean. And so for me, that's like the, the base of it is get those chemicals out mm, and then nice. get the chemicals out of your food next. You know what I mean? And then okay, let's beautiful. start, you know, I th- there's not a right or wrong angle to go, but if someone had no idea, I'd be like, let's get the chemicals out. Let's, oh, those plugins, let's get rid of them. Oh, dryer sheets, use wool dryer balls. Oh, laundry detergent, mm-hmm. let's find a cleaner version for you. Cleaning products, make your own or let's find you a cleaning, cleaner version. Oh, you use a lot of, make- a lot of makeup, let's find a clean, some clean brands that you can buy from. Better vegan. Conditioner. Pardon? Better vegan. <laughs> Right. Like there, and there's a lot of vegan companies out there now. Yeah, yeah. Wear nail polish. Let's find a cleaner nail polish. And I think the biggest um, thing that people don't realize are like, well, there's not that much fragrance in my, you know, shampoo, but it's the shampoo, the conditioner, the plug-in, the cleaning product, the nail polish, the lipstick, the eyeshadow, the foundation, the concealer, the blush, and then you're putting all that so that is like a body burden right now you're gonna it's gonna be heavy on your body all those you know nasty chemicals harmful chemicals so it's one at a time it's it's one at a time but for me it's getting those out of the house and um safer products and if you love scents like if you love scents essential oils can be a good option you know absolutely if you buy like an unscented shampoo add the scent that you like Dryer sheets, wool dryer balls with oils on it. Cleaning products, if you really don't want your house to smell like vinegar, add some lemon essential oil. You know, um, instead of um, plugins, you use a diffuser, you know, or a reed diffuser, which is a stick with oils on it. You know, um, there's just other ways that you can get the fragrance that you want. And there are companies out there that make perfumes based in essential oils. So they call it a perfume, but it's not a nasty chemical fragrance perfume okay. that you would find in like a big store. So for me, that's the first thing. Love I feel it. like that's the first building block of getting, clearing your body of those chemicals, clearing your home and protecting your space. Cause that's what you can control. And then moving on to the food and, you know, maybe your clothing and then reducing your waste and then looking for companies that use less packaging for the products you're going to buy. Oh, yeah. That's another story. Okay. Wow. We could talk for hours and hours. You're amazing. You're amazing. And you have such great information and I hope, you know, I hope you can get it out there more, you know, so we can all help create change and get the information that we need to make those changes. And because when we make those changes, we feel better about what we're doing and about what we can give back to the planet you know, and the environment and our kids, you know, and the next generation and everything else. Right. So, ah, so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh God. It's been great talking to you. So good. (laughs) So good. good. I, you know, and I know that we've actually gone longer than I normally go, but this was good information, Stephanie. So thank you for that. And thank you everybody out in heart and hustle land. I appreciate you being here. Please. Um, 
you know, connect with Stephanie. I'll give you all her contact information. Uh, Good Girl Gone Green, which is a great name. I love that name. And, um, you know, start making a change. Make an impact in your own life, in your own environment, little by little. And it does make a difference. I think that's the most important thing to know is that it, every little thing makes a difference, right? Right. Go be a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> And so, um, Stephanie, thank you for being here. And thank you, everybody else, again, for being here for our another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your hostess, Paula Riestini. Make sure you subscribe to any of the ways that this uh, video podcast comes to you through Vimeo and YouTube and iTunes and SoundCloud and wherever else you see me, us, pass it on, pass it on. I love that you're here. And until we meet again, I'll see you next time.